0: Yes, I praise you, Lord. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He has done for me, my soul cries out. God has been so good. He has been so good to you and I. Amen. Sometimes I think that we have Selective memory loss. We forget just where the Lord had to go to get us. We're all clean this morning. We all look good. We look like we belong in church. But there was a day when none of us, none of us, and God went there and He got us and He brought us out. Amen. Amen. You know, there's something about that kind of God that you just can't say thank you enough. You can't love Him enough. You can't express that deep enough. But you know what? He likes to hear it anyway. Lord, I told you that yesterday. Tell Him again. How many of you like for somebody to tell you they love you every day? You like that? You hear it every day, but you still like them to tell you that. We come in here and we worship the Lord and we sometimes think, well, the Lord heard me. But he likes to hear it over and over again. Amen. Turn to somebody and tell them they look good in the house of the Lord today. Make sure they're alive. Check their eyes and make sure they're moving. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. I said it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Do you know why you're here? Do you know why you're here? I'm here because of the goodness of the Lord. That's all. And I'm thankful for that. God bless you. Remember service this evening. I want to meet with you at 6 o'clock for prayer. And so please come early and let's have a great service tonight. We have a number of people that are sick. Obviously, you can look around. We've got some folks out today for whatever reason. And uh, we want to remember to pray for them, call somebody this afternoon. You know, it could be they just were lazy today and just slip in, but it could be they're really sick and a phone call could make all the difference in the world. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm going to read beginning with verse number 33. Hebrews chapter 11, and I am going to read beginning with verse number 33. If you were not here Wednesday night, I would encourage you to get a a tape of that or a, a CD or listen to it on the web, not because I want you to hear me preach, but I want you to hear what the Lord said to our church Wednesday night, because I believe that God spoke something very clearly to us, and we need to hear that. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 33. Who through faith, everybody say through faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. All through faith. Amen. Everybody say, through faith. Through faith, they subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, quenched the mouths of lions, and out of weakness... Were made strong. And everybody said, Amen. I don't have a title. We'll give it something as we go along. God bless you. You may be seated. If I were to <clears throat> dissect your brain right now or mine, and we could see the thoughts, and we could dissect and see all of the reasonings that are going on inside of each of us most likely what we would find is that our mind is focused on what is not right or what is not working or what is not as we would want it to be. Our mind tends to look at life in that perspective. We tend to look at life from the perspective of what we don't have. Or perhaps you would think of it in this term, what is against us. And so when we dissect the thought processes and we go through all that's going on in the mind, more often than not, our life tends to be defined by what has happened to us Not what is happening in us. And so in life we tend to look at our life from that perspective. And we tend to live our life based on what has happened to us. And all of us have had a lot of things happen to us that we would prefer didn't happen. All of us would have liked to have had things that uh, happened to have changed. Thank you. We would have liked for things to have been different than they were, but they weren't. Life is what it is. And so many people go through life letting their life be defined by what has happened to them, not what could happen in them. Generally, it is thought that most of the architecture of a a particular area is due to uh, a proliferation of things that are there. It is generally thought that certain things that uh, grow in any particular area grow there because the climate is ideal for that. But botanists would disagree with you and they would tell you that seldom is nature ever that way. They would tell you that most often things grow where they grow not because things are ideal for them to grow but because something else couldn't grow there. Are you with me? We look at a particular area of the country and we notice that there are peculiarities to the architecture. And that if you go to, uh, let's say, Arizona, you will notice that the, the, the buildings and the houses tend to have a certain flavor to them. And when you look at that, you would think that's because there's an abundance of that there when the truth is that's what they had to work with. And so they took what they had to work with and they made the best of it. They took what nature had dealt them and instead of griping about not having what somebody else had, they just took what was there and they made beauty out of it. And so it is for us today to learn that powerful lesson of the Spirit. That what has happened to us is nowhere near as important as what could happen to us. That what we have gone through in life is not the most important thing, but it is what could happen in all of us. And if we would stop describing life by our limitations, if we would stop defining our life by what is against us, and start looking around at what is for us, it would change the entire attitude and complex of our life. I am convinced today that too many of us stay focused on what is not right rather than looking for what is right. And we spend too much time worried about what has happened to us Rather than looking for what could happen to us, you and I this morning need to get over what is not here. We need to get over what is not here. Because I have learned this much about pastoring that most people struggle with what is not there, what they lost either in a divorce or in a battle or in a fight or in this or in that. And our life is defined by what is not there. What is missing. What is not right about life. What is not uh, purposeful or whatever we would want. It's not to our particular liking. And so we allow our lives to be defined by our limitations and we allow our life to be defined by what we don't have rather than what we do have. The Bible says that there were people who lived in adverse circumstances. They lived in troubling situations. They had losses. They suffered defeat. They went through battles. They had hard times but The Scripture said that they took hold of something in those times that helped them limit their limitations and uh, allow their life not to be defined by what was not right or what was not there or what they didn't have. They didn't allow their life to be defined by what they couldn't do but their life was defined by what they could do you know it's amazing how many people sit on a pew and don't do anything because they feel like they can't do a particular thing when the truth is they could do a hundred other things that would be just as important as that one thing that they can't do and so their life is limited by those limitations I have come to preach a very simple message to this church this morning that we need to get over what is not here. What we don't have. Well, if I had this, I'd be better. If I hadn't had to go through this, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't be struggling with the attitude. We need to get over that. We need to understand that there is a power in God and through God that can enable you to get beyond what is against you and realize what is for you. Instead of allowing your life to be determined by what is not there, life, you know, life has changed for almost all of us in some way. And a lot of those changes are not to our liking. They're not what we wanted. If we had had a choice, if we could have asked God to allow us to define how our life would have worked out, it would have been so much different than it is right now. But it it hasn't happened that way. We didn't get that choice. We have to live through the circumstances of life. And so life has changed for a lot of us. We, We don't have some things we used to have. And there are a lot of us that are mourning over things that are lost or things that are gone or things that are not there anymore. Rather than looking around and realize that there's still some things here that are worth having and there's some things here that if I would begin to focus on them and begin to work with them and begin to use them, I could find myself just like these men and women of Hebrews that out of weakness were made strong. Out of adversity they overcame. They rose above what was against them. They got past what they didn't have. They got past what wasn't working right. And they began to focus on what was working right. Now I want to ask you an honest question this morning. What are you focused on right now? Are you looking around and thinking, you know what, It ain't. It, it's just not right. It's just not the way I want it. Then get past your limitations. Get over what is not there. You might not ever get it back, but don't worry about it. If you don't get it back, you didn't need it. Amen. Amen. If you don't recover it, then it probably wasn't necessary for your destiny. I learned this a long time ago. That they went out from us because they were not of us. There are a lot of things, not only people, but things in life that leave us. And we struggle and we wrestle with God. If I just had that, then I could do better. If I had that, I would live stronger for you. If I had that, I would be more worshipful. If I had that back, I would be more faithful. When the truth is they went out because they were not of us. There are some things that don't figure in my spiritual destiny and if they're not there then quit worrying over it and quit being frustrated about it and open your eyes and look around and see what is still there because what is here is more important than what left you and what left you is not necessary now for your juncture in life so get over it and get past it and realize that there's life in this moment and there's miraculous in this moment and there's power in this moment and there's victory in this moment and there's revival in this hour there's something that god can do right now if i will just get over what i don't have amen Get over. Quit letting your life be defined by what you lost. Quit letting your life be defined by what you lost. And look around and see what is still there. You know, I read recently that during World War II, London was one of the most ravaged cities in Europe. It was bombed relentlessly by the Nazi Germans. And there, that beautiful town was laid in in destruction, buildings that were burnt out. It was a holocaust of its own making. And uh, it, it, if you've ever seen the pictures of World War II in the city of London, the beautiful buildings that were just Totally burnt up, windows broken, and buildings that were crumbling, all because of the hatred of the Nazis. But what they discovered that after all of the bombing, after all of the explosions, after all of the uh, all of the disruption of their normal life, there was nearly 100 plants species of plants that were strange to London England that had not been known to really grow in that environment and that climate prior to the bombing prior to all of the upheaval prior to all of the loss they sprang up in the bombed and burned out areas of that war devastated city Over a hundred species of plants. And when the botanists began to study, their theory was that the bombing and the burning had changed the chemical makeup and properties of the soil and they had made the earth suitable now for growing these 100 species of plants that had not been suitable for that before the bombing. So what I have come to tell Greater Life Church is that some of you have been through a war and you're looking at your life right now and all you see are blown up buildings and you see what's been torn out and taken away from you but if you'll just look around in the soil of your life right now are seeds that have never come to fruition that can come up now because of what you've been through. I've come to tell Greater Life Church that what is for you is more important than what was against you. And if you would allow God, God can transform the landscape of your life right now if you will just get over what's not there. And quit moaning over what you lost. And quit letting your life be defined by what is no longer there. And so now there are a hundred species of plants that are growing along the highways and the byways where the bombs had cratered the ground because the conditions were right. The seared earth... Had brought forth conditions that were conducive for this growth, and they turned trouble into triumph. That's what the life of faith does. It takes all of the adversities and all of the bombs and the arrows that Satan throws against you and all of the hurts that comes and all of the shortcomings that are part of life and faith transforms those and turns them into victory. And out of all of the difficulties that exist among us, This is one of the most significant that I could understand and help you understand. That when trouble comes, some people allow it to make them sick and ruin their life while others allow it to beautify them and make them better. You and I choose what will become of our life. I cannot go back and get what I lost I cannot cry over spilled milk it is gone forever you can't regather it in the bottle but I know this much about God God still has some seed in the ground and that if I will allow faith and I will allow God in my life he can take my present situation he can take my present circumstances and he can make my future better than my past and he can make my today better than my yesterday and he can make my tomorrow greater than my now if I will only get over what is not there Amen Great art often rises out of tribulation Mozart wrote the immortal requiem after having lived through the presence of death It was not until blindness struck that John Milton became the brilliant poet that touched the world. It was not until physical weakness had put him in a bed that Robert Louis Stevenson wrote his greatest works. Innumerable benefits come from our sorrow-filled days. Innumerable blessings come from our days when we have been bombed out. And we feel broken and shattered if we will just allow God to do what He wants to do. He can transform that. He can take the weakness and out of that weakness He can bring strength to our lives. Ideal conditions really never do exist they are actually sterile environments nothing really grows the way we want it to grow in ideal circumstances nothing of real worth grows there when you and i find our greatest living is when we have lived through death but we rise and lift our hands and say god i may not be what i was but i am where you have brought me at this moment and by your grace i'm going to be better than I've ever been lift your hands to him right now and let's praise him together hallelujah 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 oh God what is against me is not as important as what is for me wherever you find strong and vibrant people or strong and vibrant churches you will find them around some adversity You will find some handicap. You will find some struggle they had to overcome. Some sorrow they had to put behind them. They had to get over what they didn't have. Amen. You know what I believe is hurting a lot of us to to get to a healing place this morning is because we're still mourning what was lost. And we're grieving over what we don't have. And some of us have been doing that for years. Some of us have been doing that for a long time. Grieving over what is not there. And all we're doing is allowing limitations to limit us. You know what God said? Quit letting your life be defined by those limitations. Amen. Right where you are. Bombed out. Cratered. Crumbling buildings, something can grow that's never grown before. God can do in your life things that you can't even imagine. And he can bring good out of your present circumstance. It was through faith that they were able to come out of and overcome those weaknesses and become strong. Out of adversity comes the greatest victory and the greatest blessings. You know, sometimes I look around at where we are, and and I I realize we're not where we need to be. And it's very easy to get negative and and start pointing out all of the wrongs. But you know what? That's never helped me in one bit. It's never helped me overcome any of those things that I'm struggling with. It's not until I get my eyes on what is for me. God. God is still for me. He is still on my side. And if I'm still here after all of the bombing, after all of the pain, if I'm still here after all of the arrows that the enemy has slung at me, If I'm still here after every trick that he has tried to play on me. If I am still here after all the lies that have been told and all the deceit. If I am still here after all of that. Then certainly God must have something for me. And God has something planned in my life. So why not open my eyes and start looking around and understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Greater Life Church, stand to your feet right now and listen to your pastor. Quit letting your life be defined by what was lost. Amen. Amen. Through faith, they subdued kingdoms. Through faith, they waxed valiant in fight. Amen. Through all of that. But what really caught my attention is that out of, everybody say out of, Out of, I like that, out of weakness. They didn't stay in it. They didn't wallow in it. They didn't become professional in it. (laughs) I've met some people that are professional in uh, whining. I've met some people that are professionals at uh, what my dad used to call belly aching. You don't know what that is. You didn't live where I live. But I've, I've learned that there's people that are professionals at whining and crying. and Always trying to gather people around them to feel sorry for them. They never go anywhere. They never become anything. They never do anything. But when they come out of that, if you can just get out of that. Amen. Get out of it. Get past it. Realize that weakness is not where God wants you to live. Failure is not what God had designed for your life. Misery is not where He wanted you to be at this particular point in life. No matter what your mistakes are. God said, I can turn your sorrow into rejoicing. I can turn your mourning into dancing. Amen. We mourn what is lost. and all of us have lost something lost youth <laughs> lost beauty lost money lost relationships lost positions we've lost a lot of things amen and some of them we will never be able to go back and regather we'll never be able to go back and get We've lost, But the promise of God to the psalmist was that I will turn your mourning into dancing. What happened? You know what I believe happened? I believe they quit looking around at what they didn't have and they started seeing what they did have. Amen. And they weren't even tapping into the, the, the least amount of what they did have. That in the soil that, was, that looked like it was totally devastated. There were seeds that had been there for years. God put them there before anybody even knew. Before there was even a London. God dropped seeds in that ground. That were going to be there for that time. And so it is in our life. God put seed in. He put a measure of faith in all of us. A measure of faith in all of us. So that no matter where we are, no matter what we go through, and no matter what happens to us, if we will let that faith operate, it'll put us back on our feet. Amen. It'll put us back in the battle. It'll put us back where we belong. That no matter what we go through, and no matter what we lose, and no matter what's taken away from us, if we will allow faith, faith will bring us out. And into a better place. Amen. Somebody prayed the other night. Brother Jonathan prayed that 2013 would be the greatest year of greater life church. You know what? I believe that's what God wants too. Amen. For all of us. And none of you are really jumping up and down right now. But I've come with a word from the Lord for somebody. I came to tell somebody this morning. That you need to get over what you don't have and get over what is not here and get over what has changed and quit letting what your life has been through define where you're going Amen. come on out <laughs> you need to come out get out of that And the only way you're going to get out of that is by opening your eyes and looking around and realize that if I'm still here, then God still has something that He can do in my life. Amen. Lift up your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, everybody. Lift up your hands to the Lord right now.